Hello, my name is Anisha Freeman. I'm also known as the locksmith because I make keys for locks in the mind. I'm a master's level therapist and my specialty is cognitive restructuring, meaning I introduce people to dysfunctional, unconscious beliefs that make decisions for them without their conscious awareness. I also provide people with tools, real tools to help them reprogram their minds with functional beliefs. Welcome to my podcast, Improving the Bottom Line by Updating Infrastructure. This podcast is for managers, supervisors, and leaders, but anyone can benefit from the information. So there's two different, two definitions for the term infrastructure. So I'll read them and tell you which definition I'm going to use in the podcast. So the first definition of infrastructure is the basic underlying framework or features of a system or organization. The second definition is the fundamental facilities serving a country, city, or area, such as transportation and communication systems, power plants, and roads. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to focus on the definition of the basic underlying framework or features of a system or an organization. So how will we improve the bottom line by by updating infrastructures? Well, first, by addressing dysfunctional unconscious beliefs that cause companies to expect employees to work in outdated infrastructures. This is episode four of, of series two of my podcast. So a little bit about me. I have a bachelor's degree in business studies, a master's degree in business administration, I have a master's degree in social work, and I was the personal assistant to the Honorable Reverend George K. Hartwell for three years. He was the mayor of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he was also the director of the Community Leadership Institute. I was his assistant at the Institute. I always mention those three years because I observed a phenomenal leader in action for three years. As I said earlier, I specialize in cognitive restructuring and I've created an award-winning program entitled The Lies That Bind. I have a youth and an adult version of the program and both versions have been manualized. I train other providers in the model. My work has been featured on a PBS show entitled Inner Compass. I was the clinical director at two organizations, so I've served in leadership positions. I've also served on various community boards and committees. In my podcast, I use several terms interchangeably. I use the terms issues, unaddressed, unaddressed issues, and lies. And whenever you hear me using those terms, I'm referring to dysfunctional, unconscious beliefs that cause people to engage in self-defeating behaviors repeatedly despite the consequences. These beliefs are usually programmed into people's minds, and I say usually because there's exceptions to the rule. These beliefs are usually programmed into people's minds during the formative years by how they are treated and by what they observe. But there's a third way. Some beliefs act as landing pads 
that flag in other beliefs. For example, if a person has been programmed with the unconscious belief, people are only tolerating you, that belief can flag in the belief you have to compensate for your presence with goods and services. I call it the therefore factor. People are only tolerating you. Therefore, you have to compensate for your presence with goods and services. And most of these beliefs are totally antithetical to how most people consciously think, to what we consciously know, believe, and articulate. Again, I say most because some people who struggle with perfectionism, to a certain extent, they are aware of the belief you have to be perfect. Now, in some of my other podcasts, when I'm on this slide, I use the example of the belief you have to do everything perfectly. This is a different belief. You have to be perfect. Now, there is some overlap between those two beliefs, but the you have to be perfect is an identity issue. You have to do everything perfectly is more of a performance issue. People who are afflicted by the belief they, they don't believe that they're allowed to be an imperfect person like the rest of humanity. Now, they may give other people the benefit of being a mixture of weaknesses and strengths, but this, this belief you have to be perfect tells them they're not eligible. They're not eligible for the right to be an imperfect human being. So to that extent, they may not be aware of the unconscious impact of the beliefs that are under the umbrella of perfectionism. So for a belief that falls under the umbrella of a sense of entitlement, this type of belief, people have to accept abuse from you without question. A, a person may be completely unaware of that belief. They feel indignant when people stand up for themselves. So if they're verbally abusive to someone and someone sets a boundary with them or stands up to them for being verbally abusive, they get indignant. How dare you? How dare you not accept abuse from me <laughs> without question? <laughs> you know, So it's unconscious. They wouldn't walk into a room and say, hey, I believe people have to accept abuse from me without, without <laughs> question. And it's hard to fight an invisible enemy. That's the power of the unconscious mind. And I believe in Sigmund Freud's theory that in order to help people, you have to bring the information in their unconscious minds to their conscious awareness. I have different techniques than Freud, but I believe in his theory. So let's talk about the dysfunctional unconscious belief that we're going to discuss today, a belief that causes leaders to expect their staff to work in outdated infrastructures. I've nicknamed the belief, the not my problem, figure it out belief. And that belief is you don't have to deal with problems, leave them for someone else to figure out. Now on my podcast, due to the length of it, I only talk about one dysfunctional unconscious belief related to the topic. But when I do my trainings, because I do three-hour trainings, one-day trainings, two-day trainings on all of the topics that are in my podcast, we talk about several dysfunctional unconscious beliefs for each topic. So for this, this topic that we're talking about today, there's other beliefs, such as you have a right to put unrealistic expectations on people and they have to meet them or else. And the belief, 
People have to figure everything out by themselves. So there's lots of beliefs that cause leaders to expect their staff to work in outdated infrastructure. But this is one of them. You don't have to deal with problems. Leave them for someone else to figure out. This belief is a revenue thief because staff leave because the infrastructure is outdated. This belief also steals from the company in other ways because problems exacerbate that are not being addressed and problems can be very costly. So people who are afflicted by this belief, they expect individuals to work with outdated systems that make their jobs twice as hard. So here's an example. I'll use a personal example of a company that I had onboarded with for, and it's not on my resume or LinkedIn or anywhere else. So if I do use an example of a company, I make sure I use the example in a way that's not throwing the company under the bus because <laughs> I'm a consultant. I like to help companies fix problems. But this company, I only stay six weeks, so it's not listed anywhere. But I, I, it took two months to onboard, and their onboarding system is outdated. But it, and so when I did start, the, the person who interviewed me had mentioned that they didn't have electronic health records, but I guess I just really didn't pay that any attention. You know, they said, we're going to be switching soon to, and, and they're like 10 years behind the switch. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, well, they're going to switch soon. So I was thinking soon meant soon, but it didn't. When I got on board, I realized they were talking about a year or so later, they were going to make the switch. And I tried, it was several things, reasons why I left that company after six weeks. But one of them was the fact that their documenting, their record keeping system was so outdated. And I tried to work with it, but I had been using electronic health records for so long. I was so accustomed to them. They were so convenient that for various reasons, they're convenient. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't. It was, it was making my job twice as hard. And so I just was not willing to do that, but they still had the expectation that all of your paperwork be done and be done appropriately and turned in by the end of the day or first thing in the morning. And with that outdated system, that meant I had to work some extra hours off, you know, that I wasn't being compensated for simply because they had an outdated system. So I left. That people who are afflicted by this belief, they expect individuals not to discuss the real problems at meetings and keep putting fires out produced by the outdated infrastructure. They pass the buck to subordinate managers and supervisors who pass the buck to frontline staff. So here's these problems that are not being addressed and they get passed from person to person. And so a culture is being created, a pass the buck problem, throw people under the bus prop, you know, culture. And so people are not addressing problems. So now the whole company has become a you know, infected, I was going to say affected, but it's infected by this, this, this belief, you know, hey, you don't have to deal with problems, leave it for someone else to figure out. People afflicted by this belief expect staff to act as support beams for the crumbling infrastructure while keeping up with their job duties. So an example of that would be, let's say the company has grown to the point where they need to update their training, their training department. They need to automate some of their trainings. They need to hire some additional training staff, but they don't. So now they have employees 
who are, they're expecting to keep doing their job, keep up with their work, but train new people. But these employees are not being compensated to train new people and they haven't been trained to train. And so that's an example of that, that particular behavior. People afflicted by this dysfunctional belief act as if the problems that are being produced by the company's failure to update their policies, practices, and procedures are not their problems. But if you're in leadership, it's your problem. Dr. R. Joseph, a noted expert in the fields of neuroscience and psychology, he says there's a way out. There's a solution for people who've been raised in environments in which these types of dysfunctional beliefs have been programmed into their minds. He says they have to be able to recognize the maladaptive, self-destructive patterns they've been engaging in. It would be very difficult for them to change their behavior if they cannot recognize it so as to avoid it. So let me go back to the belief. So as I said, this belief is unconscious. People who are afflicted by this belief wouldn't walk into a staff meeting and say, hello, I, don't, I believe I don't have to deal with problems. I'm gonna leave them for someone else to figure out. And so, so they, they can't stop doing the behaviors associated with that belief if they're not consciously aware that's what they are doing. Dr. Joseph says they also have to become educated about the alternatives that are available. And he's referring to alternative beliefs and alternative behavior. So here's an alternative belief. I call it a more functional belief than the dysfunctional one that we're discussing. There are certain problems that belong to you in your professional life, and it's your job to address them. If you are in a leadership position, the company is at risk if you fail to address problems in a timely manner. Many companies have gone bankrupt because management ignored problems or left the problems for someone to solve who didn't have the authority to solve them. Problems such as staff members not pulling their weight or outdated infrastructures or discriminatory practices or unproductive meetings can negatively impact the bottom line. Use the problem-solving model. Step one, identify the problem. Step two, separate the problem from the symptom. Step, step three, generate three possible solutions. Step four, pick the best solution. Step five, implement the solution. Step six, evaluate if the implemented solution addressed the problem. If not, go back and select one of the other proposed solutions. In the long run, taking time to adequately address problems will save the company time and money. Smart, talented people leave companies that don't address problems in a timely manner. They believe they bring too much to the table to have to work in those types of conditions. So here are some strategies to address the behaviors associated with the dysfunctional belief we're discussing today. So for the behavior of expecting people to work with outdated systems that make their jobs twice as hard, fix your systems. Fix the record-keeping system, the hiring system, the onboarding system, and so forth. Whatever system needs to be updated, 
updated. Hire a consultant if necessary. Sometimes it's not necessary, but sometimes it is. So let's go back to the electronic health record. <clears throat> there was a, another company that I had worked for years ago who made the switch to electronic health records as soon as it became a thing, <laughs> as soon as it became a buzzword. They had a consultant who came on board who was there for almost a year because it was a huge organization. They had several locations. They had a lot of staff. They had to train how to make the switch. And so, but they were on top of it early in the process. They hired a consultant. Automate systems that can be automated to improve efficiency. So for going back to the training, your example, if a company has grown to the point where the way they originally trained people is not working because they have too many people that they're onboarding, they have different departments and you, hey, you may need to automate some of your trainings, but make them competency-based automated trainings, meaning have a quiz that people take at the end of the, the training video that they have to pass with 100% in order to continue on. Update forms, contracts, documents, policies, and so forth. For the behavior of expecting people to not discuss the real problems at meetings and keep putting fires out produced by an outdated infrastructure, ask people, staff, to identify what they believe are the real problems. Invite them to share their ideals about solutions to address the real problems. If it will take time to correct the real problems, let people know how long it will take and find ways to help your people during the time it will take to make the changes. So for that company that I left after six weeks, if they knew that it was gonna be like another year for some strange reason before they made the switch to electronic health records, they should they would have they should have adjusted their expectations for you having all of that paperwork done and it was a lot of paperwork done by the end of the day you know or first thing in the morning because it was their fault they had made the switch 10 years previously when other people made the switch <laughs> for the behavior of passing the buck to subordinate managers and supervisors who passed the buck to frontline staff Take responsibility as a leader for addressing problems. Create a culture that celebrates solution-focused thinking. For the behavior of expecting staff to act as support beams for the crumbling infrastructure while keeping up with their job duties, admit when your infrastructure needs to be updated and don't wait for it to completely crumble. Reward staff who are helping support the structure while it's being updated. So let's say the company has finally realized they need to update their training department. They need to hire some new staff and whatever. So it may take some time. If they are asking staff to train, to help train new people and keep up with their job duties, which, is not, which are not training, <laughs> but they're giving them this extra work to do until they update the training department, compensate them, reward them, pay them for going over and above. For the behavior of acting as if the problems that are being produced by the company's failure to update their 
policies, practices, and procedures are not their problems. Do your job as a leader. It's your problem. You're a leader. You're in a leadership position. Do your job. Stop screaming at symptoms and address root causes. Use the problem-solving model. So that's all for this episode. If you would like more information about my work, feel free to contact me via email at afreeman at anishaconsulting.com. I can, be also, I can also be contacted via, via my website. So that's anishaconsulting.com. And I also have another website, anishaspeaks.com. You can contact me via the contact page on either of my websites. I'm also a motivational speaker with a powerful come from behind victory story. So if you would like more information about my work as a trainer, a consultant, or as a motivational speaker, feel free to contact me. On my website, anishaconsulting.com, I have a store page where I have material based on my award-winning program that I make available to the public. I have workbooks, I have books, and I have two sets of one, four sets of 100 cognitive restructuring belief system cards. I also have two program manuals that are not on my store page because they're not available for the general public. These manuals are provided to for other service providers, therapists, counselors, peer recovery coaches who are interested in being trained and certified in my program methodology. I provide the manuals when you go through a five day training. So if you're a therapist, a counselor, peer recovery coach, if you're interested in being trained and sort of certified to use my cognitive restructuring program, feel free to contact me and I can tell you more about the five day training. Be sure to check out episode five of my podcast, episode five of series two. And the topic will be improving the bottom line by encouraging innovation. So I release my podcast episodes every Wednesday. I look forward to speaking with you next week. <laughs>